Hi, John. Hi. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Surprise! 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 Surprise is right. You never know what you're going to get around here. On a Tuesday, in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, I'm Matt. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. We're, we're kind of all over the place. Um, Bill, here's a question for you. Man, what is Jake doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. What's he do? What, what do you think he's doing? <laughs> he cracked me up during the commercial break. <laughs> All right, look. Okay, I have. Oh, you talking about a commercial that he was on? Or no, this oh, is okay. Twitter. Okay. Oh, oh Twitter. Okay. All right. All right. You know, how some people they'll put in their Twitter bio retweets are neither endorsements nor this, that, or the other. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and my man Jake, Jake Wim, I can just see him getting a kick out of it. It just happened during the commercial break. Okay, it's about I, twenty feet away from me in his office, right there. I could. He okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what he retweeted, and then okay. we'll decide if we need to talk to him about it. I just found it funny because all he did was retweet it, right? I um, I don't follow a lot of people on Twitter, but on on when I'm on the radio, I have a column that I can turn on and turn off. That is a what do you call it? A uh, a list. Mm-hmm. And Jake's one of about 10 people or so on that list that they send out sports news or updates or maybe have breaking news. I'll turn it on during the show so that if something breaks, we might see it. <laughs> and, and Jake tweet, retweeted this just a few minutes ago from ESPN FC, which stands for, I don't know, it's soccer, but FC as in football club. But it's soccer, okay? It's like this is an official account with four million followers, okay? That'd be football spelled F U T B O. That's right. Yeah. And the tweet that Jake retweeted said, "Brazilian defender Marcelo was has been dropped from Lion, which is a team, I guess, L Y O N capitalized, due to." Continuous, and I don't think this is a word I can say on the air, so I'll just say breaking wind. (laughs) Uh, Flatulence. (laughs) Brazilian defender Marcelo was dropped from Lion due to continuous flatulence and laughing in the dressing room, sources have told ESPN. Leave it to Jake to retweet something like that. (laughs) Jake! Jake, what are you doing? What are you doing, Jake? Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) What do you retweet that for, Jake? (laughs) If I see him walk by, I'm going to have to ask him. I mean, but the whole story, this, this can't be real. I, I mean, I would I would otherwise have no clue that this is in the world. Yeah. That it actually happened. It is a story. But when you click the story, it takes you to ESPN.com. There is a picture of the man. 
Is he saying, like, pull my finger? <laughs> Marcelo <laughs> dropped from Lion first team four, quote unquote, and, and I'm not going to say the word, but passing gas and laughing <laughs> in the dressing room, according to sources. <laughs> what in the world? Who knew that could get you fired? <laughs> Apparently it was that bad. Okay, maybe it was when he did it. Let's see here. Brazilian defender Marcelo dropped from the line first team due to continuous and laughing in the dressing room, sources have told ESPN. The 34-year-old was expelled from the senior squad. He was caught laughing during Captain Leo Dubois' speech to rally the troops following the game which didn't go down well with manager Peter Boss and sporting director Junino. That, that player's name, by the way, is Leon. He's French. <laughs> however, according to, <laughs> however, according to ESPN sources, Marcelo was also disciplined by the club for repeatedly breaking wind among his teammates in the dressing room <laughs> and laughing in the... Pre- in the presence of the coach and the owner. <laughs> uh, Marcelo, they got worried about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Marcelo was considered one of the leaders of the team and had signed a new contract a few months before the start of the season, but the club described his actions after the loss as inappropriate behavior. I mean, oh, goodness. Yeah, it's a true story. It's all true. You fire somebody for. Breaking. <laughs> I mean, and Jake, and then here's, I wouldn't know if J- <laughs> Jake, <laughs> Jake just, just reached right down there and clicked retweet without even thinking about it. Hey, why is ESPN <laughs> covering that? That's what I want to know. Are they really sunk in that low? I'll tell you what. <clears throat> as many sports stories as Jake retweets, I guarantee you that's the first time he's ever tweeted one where a guy got fired for that. Uh, we fired him for flatulence <laughs> in the locker room. Yeah. And laughing about it. Yeah. yeah. Here at Lyon, our policy is not <laughs> that out is better than in. <laughs> that is not our policy around here. Better be a silent one. <laughs> Jake. Out here retweeting stuff. Um, and this is sort of funny too. Okay, we we had the baseball, <laughs> we had the baseball topic a little bit ago, uh, and Breck tweeted me at Radio Wyatt. He said obscure baseball movie called Ed. Just one name, Ed. Two letters, E D. Ed. Ed is a. Listen to this. There's a picture that goes along with it too. Like it's the movie poster. If you want to go see it, it's on my Twitter feed. Breck sent it to me. Ed is a chimpanzee mascot of a minor league baseball team who ends up playing for the team. (laughs) And the main pitcher in the movie is Matt LeBlanc, you know, Joey from Friends. Oh, well, there you go. And and if you click on that picture, that is like the promo for this movie. Matt LeBlanc is in a baseball uniform on the mound giving a high five to a chimpanzee who's jumped up in the air. And there it says Matt LeBlanc. Ed, I have never seen that, nor heard of it. 
But there it is, apparently, is a real thing. <sighs> wow. There's a reason why you've never heard of that one. <laughs> There's a reason. Uh, well, we haven't seen that one. Okay. <clears throat> Y'all followed Jake Wim on Twitter for more Brazilian soccer updates. Uh, now, Ed, texter Ed, texted and said, Ed is great, the movie Ed, and is it funny? Is is it a is it great because it's funny or what? That's what I want to know. Joey and a chimp in it. It must be funny. Yeah, yeah, it has to be right. Why else would you watch that? Yeah. Okay, for Pete's sake, the plot of the movie is a chimpanzee playing for the baseball team. Now, minor league teams have been known to do just about anything to get people there. Mm. All right, let's reset real quick. I want to give you some news here in the state of Mississippi. Thanks for tuning in today in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. I'm Matt. Bill is here. Thank goodness you're here. we got a show. All right, so uh, text me on the country, please, and text line at 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Or call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. Just real quick, two updates. You do have baseball tonight. Now, Tomorrow night is going to be a really cool midweek game. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night, Southern Miss is going to host Ole Miss. Very important game here at this time of year. At Pete Taylor Park, Hattiesburg, I would imagine there will be a humongous crowd there for that one. Uh, well, being Wednesday night, maybe not. It's not like it's a Saturday night, but still, they'll have a really good crowd, good atmosphere. Should be a good ball game. Tonight, however, uh, Mississippi State's playing midweek baseball on the road at Samford in Birmingham. At Samford in Birmingham tonight. Six o'clock first pitch for that one. A lot of SEC teams playing tonight. You got uh, Auburn is at Troy right down the road there. Be cool. Uh, people in that uh, Troy area and folks down south of there in Dothan can drive up and watch the 20th ranked team in the country play baseball if they want to. Uh, Florida is hosting Bethune Cookman. Tennessee's playing somebody. I don't know who it is. They're playing tonight. Kentucky's playing UT Martin, hosting them anyway. Uh, Vandy jumped back into the top 25. They are hosting Indiana State, the Sycamores. That is the alma mater of Larry Bird. Sycamores, Indiana State. Uh, South Carolina is hosting USC Upstate. Uh, Alabama's on the road at Jacksonville State. That's not an easy midweek game, certainly at their place. And 17th-ranked LSU is hosting Southeastern Louisiana, CELA. So there are your midweeks. And Southern Miss does not play tonight. They play tomorrow night hosting Ole Miss, as I said. Now, here is some news for you here in the state of Mississippi. I wonder how you feel about this. Do you, do you know about it? Uh, here it is. Headline. Mississippi Department of Human Services sues Brett Favre and others over welfare misspending. You've probably caught wind of this story over the weeks and months. Uh, and now, as of yesterday afternoon, evening, a lawsuit has been filed. They want the money back. Here it is. The Mississippi Department of Human Services on Monday, yesterday, sued retired NFL quarterback Brett Favre, three former pro wrestlers, and several other people and businesses 
to try to recover millions of misspent welfare dollars that were intended to help some of the poorest people in the United States. The lawsuit says the defendants squandered more than $20 million in money from the, here's the name, Temporary Assistance for Needy Families Anti-Poverty Program. T-A-N-F, Temporary Assistance for Needy Families it's an anti-poverty program. The suit yesterday filed less than two weeks after a mother and son who ran a nonprofit group and an education company in Mississippi pled guilty to state criminal charges tied to the misspending. Nancy New, 69 years old, Zach New, 39, agreed to testify against others in what State Auditor Shad White has called Mississippi's largest public corruption case in the past two decades. Uh, so there it is. Now, the, here's a few other details. Again, you, you may already know, but you might not. I mean, this is a story that in terms of the lawsuit being filed is we're within the last 24 hours. I'm going to give you a couple details, and I'll come back to the phone line. Uh, in early 2020, Nancy New, Zach New, former Mississippi Department of Human Services Executive Director John Davis, and three other people were charged in state court with prosecutors saying that welfare money had been misspent on items, on all kinds of stuff, including stuff like drug rehabilitation in Malibu, California, for former pro wrestler Brett DiBiase. Um, DiBiase is defendant in this lawsuit that was filed yesterday in Hines County Circuit Court, as are his father and brother, Ted DiBiase Sr. and Teddy DiBiase. You know, Ted DiBiase Sr. is the million-dollar man, um, the story says he is a Christian evangelist and motivational speaker and ran Heart of David Ministries, which received $1.7 million in welfare grant money in 2017 and 18 for mentorship, marketing, and other services, according to the lawsuit. So Favre's in it. There are lots and lots of people that are also being sued. Um... Uh, one of the names in the lawsuit, someone that's named in the lawsuit is part of this, that is a defendant, is um, uh, Marcus Dupree. Uh, he's there. Um, several businesses, several LLCs, and uh, a former teammate of mine at Mississippi State, uh, who was a linebacker for us in the 90s, Paul Lacoste. He is mentioned as a defendant. Brett Favre, Favre Enterprises, uh, a bunch people, defendants. And I think you're looking at a grand total of about $24 million, and they want the, they want the money back. So you can read about it. There's a story on ESPN.com. There's stories everywhere. Lawsuit's been filed. Now, um, I, I, in, in terms of how those things go, I don't know. And it's not something that I would jump in there and try to predict, you know, on how those kinds of things go. I just don't know. 
I'm just making you aware it's out there. And, and the lawsuit filed yesterday, Monday, all those defendants and some of the ones who are defendants that they're saying, Oh, hey, we're suing, we want the money back. Like you, like I've mentioned in the story, have already been arrested and actually pled guilty. Now, you, and, and just to kind of tie it up in a bow for you, um, Attorney General Lynn Fitch and Governor Tate Reeves said in a joint statement on Monday, this is yesterday, our purpose with this suit is to seek justice for the broken trust of the people of Mississippi and recover funds that were misspent. So they want the money back. They're trying to get the money back. Like I said, I think it all adds up to somewhere in the neighborhood of about um, $24 million. Yeah. Yeah, get out your mop. It's a mess. And bring your brooms. Because it's a mess. a mess. Thank you, Marty. All right, y'all feel free to text or call. Text me in the country, please, and text sign 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Call me on the Divinity phone. It's 995-1059. Somebody texted us, Bill, and said that the Ole Miss and Southern Miss game tomorrow night is sold out. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, not at all. I wouldn't doubt it one bit. We could probably place a phone call to Pete Taylor Park. Yeah. Wednesday night, you know, be darned. It doesn't matter. You've got a... A top 15 team in Southern Miss on track to host. Now, they got to get it back on track. They could start it if they can win tomorrow night and beat Ole Miss. They've already beaten them once this year at Pearl. But, you know, hosting, you know, one of the SEC schools from in-state, you've got the better team, and it's a big game. I mean, there's RPI spots, critical RPI spots um, up for grabs for the winner. And, you know, like I th- – I, I don't think I was stretching it at all yesterday when I framed it this way, just so you know. I mean, if you're Southern Miss, Southern Miss sitting there at number 15 nationally in those RPI rankings, and a lot of times they'll look at those and use them, kind of lean on those when they start divvying up host sites. Well, a home game is not valued nearly as much by the RPI. Home losses can really hurt you, especially if it's to a team that, doesn't it isn't a good RPI team? Well, the thing about Ole Miss, they're hot. They're coming off a sweep of Missouri this weekend, and Ole Miss is sitting there at like 56 in the RPI. So for Southern Miss, you could almost go home game against a team that's outside the top 50 in the RPI. You you can't make up a whole lot of ground. It's not going to boost you a whole lot if Southern Miss wins, but losing that home game to a team outside the top 50 in the RPI. Could could be critical RPI standing, you know, and then they 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 know what they've got to do in the remaining two weekends of the season if they want to stay up there in the top fifteen and really solidify themselves as a host for the postseason. I mean, to this point, there's no question they've earned it, but they don't need to. They've lost two series in a row; they don't need to lose anymore. And you know, knocking off Ole Miss in a midweek would would tie a nice bow on their. Midweek schedule for the season. All right, somebody's asking me if that Ole Miss and Southern Miss game tomorrow night is going to be watchable on that uh, SEC channel. 
I don't know. That is a good question. Let me see if I can look that up for you. I just checked the uh, tickets. It says limited tickets are still available. Oh, really? So maybe I mean, it's a, this may not be updated, but I just checked it on the on the website. I wonder if it's a standing room thing. It could be. It's, a, it's the USM Golden Eagles baseball ticket site. So it says limited seats still available. Okay. And what's that website, Bill? Uh, it says ticketcenter.com for USM. If you go to USM, University uh, of Southern Mississippi, you'll find it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let me get this back. So maybe they have some. Yeah, uh, tickets-center.com slash uh, Southern Mississippi baseball. Tickets-center.com. He's going to Ticket Center. Yeah, Ticket Center. Uh, Tickets-center.com slash search slash southern dash M-I-S-S dash baseball dash tickets. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> just Google it. Yeah, just Google it. That's what I did. Okay. Uh, here's the information on that, too, as far as watching it tomorrow night. It looks like it's listed, okay, as a part of the ESPN Plus. It's not listed as SEC Network or SEC Network Plus. But it's listed as ESPN Plus. And so if you get that or you've subscribed to it, which is like, you know, you have to have, I guess, to get ESPN Plus, you have to subscribe for like the $5 a month deal. But that's what it's listed as if you want to watch. I'm seeing that on the Ole Miss schedule on their website for that game tomorrow night at Southern Miss. Six o'clock first pitch, ESPN Plus, if you want to pull it up and watch that ball game tomorrow night. That's good news. Yeah, you can hang in. You can you can watch every pitch and hang on every pitch if you're a Southern Miss or an Ole Miss fan. It's going to be a big game. I mean, it's important for both teams. All right, uh, halfway through. That was quick. Halfway through hour two, but still halfway to go. I'm Matt in the bureau. Stick around. At, at this time, we are proudly required to present present more of the Matt Wyatt Show. We have totally awesome episode for you today. Again, it's preaching to the choir, and it goes without saying, but what the state of Mississippi does in terms of supporting college baseball is second to none. I don't know that anybody else in the country compares to it. And supporting it, yeah. So you look at attendance numbers, Southern Miss, even though you know State and, and Ole Miss, attendance-wise, will be in the top five, top ten of the country every year, but Southern Miss is right there in the top 15, top 25 in the country every year in terms of consistent fan support. And Southern Miss baseball did put on Twitter that the game with Ole Miss Wednesday night is sold out. And so I guess anything you might find would be secondary market stuff. And they'll probably charge you through the nose to, to buy those. But that tweet from Southern Miss baseball said as a reminder, Wednesday's game is sold out. Walk-up tickets will not be available. And there was a hashtag. It was interesting. I've seen the hashtag SMTTT, as in Southern Miss to the top. But there was a hashtag, everything matters. I thought that was interesting. I hadn't seen that. Maybe that's like the slogan for, or a slogan they're using. I don't know if it's just Southern Miss baseball or all of their athletics or what, but it was hashtag, everything matters. But yeah, um, you know, support second to none. But also, you know, putting players in the major leagues, um, you're going to get three college programs in the state of Mississippi, a state with a population of less than 3 million people total, very small state as compared to others. And so per capita in terms of players coming through here and winding up in the majors. I was reading a story this morning about uh, Connor Pilkington, the former 
Mississippi State left-handed pitcher who's up in the majors now with Cleveland. They are not the Indians anymore. They are the Guardians. But he's he's on the Major League squad. But on that squad with him, and he's a Mississippi kid, also up in the majors with Cleveland is Kirk McCarty, left-handed pitcher from Hattiesburg, went to Oak Grove, played at Southern Miss. And Nick Sandlin, the former Southern Miss star, is also up in the majors with Cleveland right now. I was reading about that uh, this morning. In terms of college baseball, nobody does it like Mississippi, period. Okay, uh, i got to put some info in your lap. This is a continuation. You know, we need to be responsible with what steps are going on. Let's don't miss anything. We'll, we'll kind of follow it, whether or not we think it's going to lead to anything or not. Okay, and that's the most recent update. On the name, image, and likeness stuff, last night, the, the NCAA governing body came out with new guidance. That's what it's called, guidance. Get it? Guidance. Not new penalties or they have not hired any more enforcement staff, as far as anyone knows. But the NCAA put out, and it's in a document, official guidance sent from the NCAA Board of Directors to D1 membership regarding name, image, and likeness collectives. I don't think I have it plugged up, sorry. Annabeth came here, but I don't have the I don't have the other headset plugged up so she can't be on the show. I'm oh, sorry, Annie. <laughs> yeah. Stand uh, behind him and yell. Yes, you could do that, right? Uh, I hadn't plugged the headset up. Okay, so official guidance sent from the NCAA Board of Directors to D1 membership regarding name is line. And then it's also regarding collectives and booster rules. Okay. Now, just hang with me. I, I wouldn't dare sit here and read any, everything that's in this document from the NCAA, but keep in mind, I, I kept emphasizing the word guidance. Y'all, listen. Bulldog fans. Rebel fans. Any fans, listen. Board of directors got together. What are we going to do with this name, image, and likeness stuff? Well, let's offer some more guidance for how our schools should operate. Now, it does say this. The guidance is effective immediately for violations that occurred prior to yesterday. The board directed the enforcement staff to review the facts of individual cases, but to pursue, this is enforcement, pursue only those actions that clearly are contrary to the published policy, including the most severe violations of recruiting rules or payment for athletics performance. It said the NCAA is reminding schools of their obligation to report any potential violations through the traditional self-reporting process. This board of people at the NCAA noted that the emphasis of this name, image, and likeness guidance is on the recruiting process. And it's not intended to question the eligibility of prospective or enrolled student-athletes. On and on and on. Have you heard one thing that I've read there that sounds like there's any meat on the bone? Interim guidance policy, additional guidance appropriate 
Uh, now, as there is better understanding about the impact of this on student athletes, they wrote that. The board recognizes there's more work to be done. They wrote that. We appreciate your continued commitment to your student athletes and are working to enhance the student athlete experience in a fair and equitable manner. Um, <laughs> it's a whole lot of nothing. I mean, it is posturing. If there ever was posturing, it's all you can classify it as. They have put out a document after having a meeting that effectively says, here's some more stuff. And we're telling our enforcement staff to look at what's going on. They can find anything that's in violation of the rules to, to really take a good hard look at it. That's what this document says. And then reports like this come out. Headline, following reports of the NCAA starting to take steps to limit name, image, and likeness collectives, agents and boosters are saying, quote, bring it. <laughs> I mean, it's a standoff. Agents and boosters daring the NCAA to try to enforce anything. And that would be because of what? State laws? Now, the key term there is member schools. Okay, if you're a member, you've signed on the dotted line and said, okay, you know, as schools, we will, you know, look at this. We will keep our eye on this. But you've got stuff out here with people going, hey, it's not going to work. Look at this. Um, Darren Heitner. He's a lawyer with Heitner Legal. He's a name, image, and likeness advocate. Have you ever noticed something? That in all of these states, the name, image, and likeness advocates are what? They're lawyers. All right, this is a guy who, a lawyer who helped to uh, craft Florida's law, the law in the state of Florida. And he said, and here's a big understatement for you, that he did not view the guidance from the NCAA as a significant step. Here's his quote. The NCAA already had name, image, and likeness rules. It just didn't enforce them. Any enforcement will likely be met with legal challenges. It's supposed to be guidance, but it doesn't really say anything outside of classifying collectives as boosters and indicating that violations prior to May the 9th will be ignored unless they clearly violated the policy. <laughs> it's almost like, I mean, this board of directors, and they give some kind of guidance into this name, image, likeness stuff, like they're forced to put out some sort of statement to meet about it, but they really don't want to do anything. They're done. I mean, It's like they're just done with it. I mean, what is anybody on an NCAA enforcement staff going to do. They're not going to do anything. They can't do anything. They certainly, according to what they, these lawyers are just coming right out and saying it, you certainly can't do anything without being sued. And then by the time any lawsuit actually even gets any traction whatsoever to get going towards a conclusion, anybody involved in it, and certainly the athletes are long gone. So, 
It's the most helpless thing you have ever seen come from the level of the NCAA. And I will tell you, they're not bad people. They're not unintelligent people. You, you almost can't help but feel sorry for anyone who right now, as we speak, is a current employee of NCAA proper. Like if you have an NCAA.com email address, okay, and that's where you're Congrats on getting a paycheck this long. But I'm just telling you, it ain't going to last long. It's, a, it's, a, it's an untenable situation, meaning it just won't work any longer when you have lawyers and agents tied to, to every sports team, major sports team at any major university, publicly going on the record saying, hey, NCAA, if you try to enforce anything, we're going to sue you and just tie it up at least. It's it's it is the it is the biggest mess. It's a bigger mess than anybody could have imagined on the front end of all this. It is complete a complete free for all right now in college sports. And what you have you have a lot of people out there, presidents and athletics directors with real integrity who are trying their best to go about their job the way they said they would. But let me tell you something. You got a few who see the situation for what it is, who don't have any concern for any integrity they sign on the dotted line for, and are absolutely exploiting the you-know-what out of the situation right now as we speak. You throw a lot of money at something, it's bound to happen. Stick around. It's back to the Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back with you on this Tuesday. A little bit of time left. Feel free to text or call. Annabeth is here. Hello, Annabeth. Hi. The cat is playing with your earbuds over here. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he trying to chew them up? Well, yes. He pulled them off the thing, the the holder, Sw- whatever swiping, it is. Swiping. Swiping. Yes. <laughs> I just grabbed them. Okay. <clears throat> Hang on there, Big Al. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, you got them. Well, that's fine if he tears those up. Hey, uh, hey, Annie, good to talk to you. Hey. Been yeah. a while since you've been on the yeah, show. Yeah. Do well, you, and then I came to talk, and you don't even have a headset. So. Well, I know. The studio had been completely broken down and tried to put it back together. Hoping to get the live streaming going again next week. but I had two Tupelo police officers who we know who stopped me today at Mary Liddy School and said, Hey, is Matt not doing his show anymore? We used to watch him on Facebook on our lunch break. I guess he's not doing it. And I said, Yeah. He is doing it. <laughs> it's just. And they said, know, well, we always called him on Facebook or watched it later. I said, well, I'll tell him. Yeah, I'm glad you told him. I've got to get back into streaming that. It's just, I got to get a, a system. You know, and so it's nobody's fault but mine. Nobody's it's fault. It's all your mine. fault. <clears throat> it's all my fault. What'd you think of the uh, Kentucky Derby? You're a big Kent- Kentucky yeah. Derby fan, right? I think it's great. <clears throat> An 80 well, to 1. I can't even remember the horse's name. At yeah, this point. I can't even think of his name right now. How terrible is that? Well, you know. I like, so. to, I like to see somebody come from behind like that. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, an, an underdog. Yeah. Somebody's not a favorite. Um, I, I'm the same way, you know. And of course, you know, I loved all the hoopla and the outfits and the hats and the pageantry and the celebration. Yeah. You don't like any of that. No. I love it all. Rich Strike. Oh, by the way, yeah, speaking of the hats and stuff. So I told the story yesterday on the air how yeah. we were in the living room with your family uh, at that get-together get down in Houston. 
This was pre-race on Saturday, like during the pre-race stuff. Oh, yeah. And you're sitting to my right, and there's other people in the room, and somebody brought up the thing about the big hats and said, I like to see all the big hats. And I started to step in and, and open this up to what is normally my rant about it. And I, I said something like, you know, that's what I don't understand. Why Nobody can explain to me why they do that and dress up for this thing. And you nipped it in the bud. Yeah, I just am sick of hearing it. <laughs> year after year after year. You looked at year. me and like, you went, hey, how about, just, just, how about just let it go and let people get dressed up if they want to. And let those who don't want to get dressed up, don't. You can be one of those. Here's, but don't judge the people that want to do it. I can't help but sort of, it's, there's something it's about it. Let it them is, do it. They want to get dressed up, let hey, them do it. Uh, hand up. I admit it's very judgmental. It and is. I have a, I, I have, there's, it's a, a terrible fault that I look at it and go, if you can't tell me the purpose of why you're getting all dolled up, I can't understand why it's just I a don't tradition. respect it. This is what you need to respect. It's just a tradition. <laughs> But and so let pe- and who knows how it started, but just let them get dressed mm. up. Maybe going to the horse race was a big deal back in the day. And everybody <laughs> started dressing up for it. I know just, how it started. Just fun. I know how it started. How's okay. That? I just looked it up. Was it <laughs> according, according to the Kentucky Derby website, the extravagant hat tradition began with Colonel Meriwether Lewis Clark Jr. What? Who, who instituted a full morning dress code for the race to mimic. The high tees and stuff. Well, there you go. And that's somebody from history who I know you've read about, Matt. So So we're saying the child of one of the guys from the Lewis Lewis and Clark Clark. expedition? I guess his name is Lewis Merriweather or Merriweather Lewis Clark Jr. Okay, so then what we're saying is that Clark named... Yeah, Wait a minute, a, hold that's, on. That's really Merriweather. Well, the that other don't make one any guy sense. was Merriweather, and the other guy was Lewis. Yeah, Clark. but why is their name combined? See, that's what I'm saying. One of them was Clark, and one of them was Merriweather Lewis. And so, unless Clark named his child after Merriweather Lewis, but then he, why would he be junior? Now you've lost me. It says wearing a, a hat to the Kentucky Derby is believed to bear good luck. Oh. So it's a superstition thing. Well, then I respect it even less. Then it's and not a superstition. Be, it's just a tradition. He wanted everybody to be dressed <laughs> hey, up. For the but derby. let me Get tell you something. Let me tell you. I opened my mouth, and Annabeth could see where I was about to go with this I, conversation. I, and I wasn't. Family. I wasn't and, in the mood, and I, the whole family <laughs> sitting there. I have listened to this for twenty years about why do people dress up and go to the Grove? Why do people dress up and go to the Kentucky Derby? What so is the women actually? What is the it, point though. in this? Like <laughs> Matt. And the she women was like, started hats because the men were dressing up, so the women came up with the big mm-hmm. Well, it's also sunny. Maybe they wanted to protect well, yeah. their face, Matt. Hey, speaking of, this is going to be the first summer of my life where I'm going to don, I'm going to find the biggest, widest brim hat I can find, and I'm just going to have to wear it all summer because my skin has finally given out. I'm pro hat. Yeah, I'm going to have to be I've pro always hat, loved too. a hat. I love a hat. I'm dreading the next One of them big straw hats. dermatologist appointment. I'm dreading that. Wow. But, um, Annie, so um, yeah. you shut me down, and rightfully so. <laughs> you, she's She told me to zip no it. No fun. And I you did. Just, boo. I just wanted to go, boo. If, I, if we ever go to the Kentucky You can Derby, just wear T-shirt and shorts, Matt, and go stand alone. Will they let me in? I don't know. If you're not dressed up? 
I don't know. I'll be dressed up. You can go up. You can drop me off. How about that? There you go. Just well, you can go hang I'll up. Jump out of the car. Maybe what we could do is figure out a way. You go hang out with the highfalutin folks, and I'll just go down and hang out like with the people that are, you know, I don't know, hanging why, out with the horses. Why do you think that everybody dressed up is just highfalutin? Maybe they just got a cool outfit and work for the day. <laughs> okay. Why did you wear a tux at our wedding? Because you told it's me it's a to. tradition. It's just a tradition. It's a tradition, Matt. Yeah. Well, it, you, that was your you day. Look too, I, I think you look too hard at needing a reason behind it and just enjoy it. Mm. Just just put it on and go. I have a problem with that. Is just if go I, with the flow. I've always yeah. that. I really do have a problem with that. If I find myself in a situation and I look around and I can't understand the purpose, then I just, I'm gone. Yeah, I know. And I, you can't go through life that way. I, I would not recommend it. It's... Uh, De- Debbie Downer is what you are. Uh, Dub the Dirt Road Kitty is now in the uh, studio, and he's pawing around and everything I've got over here. So if you hear any noises, Derb, Dub the Dirt Road Kitty is uh, is here. Let's hit the phone line real quick. Joey is hanging on line one of the Divini phone. Joey, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, Matt. Homecoming Queen. Look. Hey, Joey. Rich Strike. Hey, Rich Strike did. He struck it rich, so that's backwards. Now. <laughs> he sure did. 30000 30, into $1.68 million. You know what, Matt? I am as country as cornbread. They had to pump sunlight where I grew up. <laughs> but, I tell, but I tell you what, I like, I, if I go to Derby, buddy, I'm, I'm putting on a suit, and I'm going to rub shoulders with those high-floating people. <laughs> there you go, and Joey. I'm going I'm I'm to make 12 new friends and leave with 13 new phone numbers. <laughs> and 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 Annabeth, I'm I'm gonna give you four words the Uh-oh. next time that Matt does this to just settle the just end the conversation. He has to stop. Uh-oh. It's real simple. Your people ring cowbell. <laughs> Great call, Joey. Good call, Joey. That is fantastic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we ring cowbells. Yeah, it's- Matt. But it, but it makes noise. I mean, there's a purpose what's the, in there. No, what's the point, Matt? Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, touche. <laughs> Good call, Good Joey. Good call, Joey. Good to hear from you. Country Annabeth. is cornbread. I love it. Um, can you, can you, are you able to talk about what you did today for half the day? Um, well, I'm really not supposed to talk about it. I can just tell you that I was proctoring for state testing. Yeah. Okay. That's all I can say. Did. That's all I can say. Okay. I just signed a contract. Okay. You know, there's people all over the state doing that. It's just volunteers that come yeah. in to help Wait teachers. You have to have a, um, you know, a teacher and a proctor in all the classes. And yeah. so I did that today for state testing. At the elementary school here. Okay. And it's May the 10th. When is, when is school out? I think the 24th, maybe. Oh, so they still got two weeks. I think so, yeah. Uh, and, and I tell you what, teachers and students, anybody that's working at a school right now, they have so much going on. If you have them in your family or you know them, pat them on the back. Mm-hmm. State testing, awards day, field days, field trips, final grades, just so much. Um, I have so much respect for teachers. Right. I do, too. My mom and my sister and my grandmother, everybody seems to be a teacher in our family. Well. And, and I have so much respect for them. They do so much. Well, they do so much, and there's nothing more important than what they do. That's right. You know, they don't, they obviously don't make the most money. 
But apparently, that's not the judge or the identifier of an important job. Right. Because, I mean, name something more important than spending five days a week guiding and teaching our daughter. Yeah. Okay. Then huge, huge, huge responsibility. Tremendous responsibility. Really, really a lot of sweet teachers with gifts and just staff members that just go above and beyond. I've mm. been blown away, um, you know, serving as a proctor. I've done it. This was my third day to do it. So yeah, It's not easy either. No, and those students, they work so hard and the teachers work so hard. So hats off. Yep. It's an important time of year for our local schools, mm. teachers, a lot, a lot of hats. Schools a lot of hats. And school's almost out for summer. I like that song. <laughs> yeah. All right, Alice Cooper. Out for summer. summer. Right, it's almost here. Two more weeks, and that'll be the case. Um, Annabeth, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thanks. <clears throat> Good to see you. For Bill, I'm Matt. Everybody listening, thanks for being a part of the show. I'm out the next couple of days. I get to go hang out with some really smart people for a couple of days in Columbus at a conference that's going on. And maybe I can bring you some stories back on Friday when I'm back on the air with you then. So I'll talk to you then. For all of us here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, see you on Friday.